This is the Entrepreneurial Journey Podcast with the ADA Comply Guy, Tony Caggiano. Today on the podcast, we are talking about one of my favorite topics, real estate investing. If you've ever wanted to know how you can get involved and start making money from real estate, our guest today, Mr. Billy Alvaro, will enlighten you with several different strategies that you can use either full or part-time, no matter where you are in your journey. So let's roll into the intro and take a ride together into another entrepreneurial journey. The path to success can be a long and winding road. As entrepreneurs, we all have reasons for taking control of our own destiny, but just because you're working for yourself doesn't mean you have to work by yourself. The best way to grow as an entrepreneur is to surround yourself and learn from others who have a similar mindset. On the Entrepreneurial Journey Podcast, we will meet many of these mindset masters and bring you valuable lessons that you can use today to help you keep moving forward on your entrepreneurial journey. All right, ladies and gentlemen, how's everyone doing today? This is Tony Caggiano, the ADA Comply Guy, and with me, we have another special guest here on the Entrepreneurial Journey uh, it's been a little while since we've we've done a podcast, but we're going to be getting back into it and doing a lot more in 2021. And uh, today I have a really special guest with us, um, a newer great friend of mine, um, Mr. Billy Alvaro. How are you, Billy? PC in the house. What's going on, bro? How's it going? Um, cool. So you and I, you and I met actually because you have an amazing podcast um, as well. And we both launched uh, pretty much at the same time through the Profits with Podcasts uh, group, uh, Ron and Corey, uh, that they put on. So uh, it was two guys, by the way, phenomenal group of guys. They have a system and a process to do what we're doing, this whole podcast process. And without them, I wouldn't be where I am in the podcast world. So yeah, neither neither would I. So uh, a lot of kudos to those guys. You know, not only did they give us a great program, but they they were able to connect you know, a bunch of people together to help us um, synergize and uh, yeah. do relationship marketing. And, and because of that, I was able to meet Billy. And, um, you know, I've been really excited to connect with Billy because in my past, in, in my entrepreneurial journey, I was a real estate investor myself and I loved doing it. I just love houses. I loved getting in there and doing the work in the beginning myself. And and my wife was a great, um, you know, designer and stager and she helped me with those things. But um you know, my business kind of, you know, went downhill back in 2010 um, when the market kind of tanked in the Massachusetts area where I used to be from. You know, just listening to Billy's podcast and listening about real estate investing again really got me, you know, the bug. So I wanted to get Billy on the show and uh, learn more about what he's doing, where he's come from, and learn more about his entrepreneurial journey. So, so Billy, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. And then, um, you know, I'd love to learn a little bit about how you got to uh, to get into real estate investing. Sure. Absolutely. So uh, born and raised in Long Island, New York. And by the way, Tom, I really appreciate you having me on your show, man. I've been I've been listening and watching. And, you know, you said my show is great. You're putting out a lot of value for your listeners. So you're doing really an amazing job. bro. I appreciate it. Thank um, you. You're welcome. So, you know, I started, I grew up in, in Long Island, New York, and uh, I've always had the entrepreneur bug since I was a kid. Like I can remember back when I was a youngster, like taking firecrackers when I was like eight years old on 4th of July, they didn't blow up and selling them for a nickel and a dime a piece. So I've always had this like entrepreneur bug. I had yard sales. I would sell shit in school and bubble gum. So that I think certain people it's, you, you can learn, but certain people, they're born with this like inside entrepreneur, I can't have a job, I'm unemployable. And that is 
this guy. Like I am unemployable. <laughs> um, so I've been, you know, interested in real estate since I was a kid. I remember back when I was, I think it was like 13, 14, 15 years old. Um, I used to watch the infomercials late at night and this one dude just, he hit me and I was like hooked on it. And I'm like, how is this guy, Dave Delgado, how is he buying property with no money down? And at the closing table, he's coming out with a check for like, you know, 12,000 and he owns a property. And this whole thing just stuck in my head. And as a kid, I'm like, I want to get into this. And so um, it took me years though. And that's a whole different story. I had my own self-limiting beliefs and fears and how am I going to do this? And I wasn't educated. So that's a whole different platform. But I eventually got into this, this real estate investing side. And I got into it when I had my mortgage bank. And I started just doing it not as a business, but just buying and selling, buying and holding. And I was doing maybe like six to eight transactions a year. And as the economy slipped, you said, you know, in 2010, I got hit in 2006 to eight. I lost everything. I was $14 million in debt. Wow. And I really went through a, a tough time personally, financially, spiritually, mentally, like health-wise. I was just a disaster. And when I came out of that, I went through some hard processes and I said, you know, what do I really want to do with my life? And I've always wanted to do the real estate full time. I did it as a side gig. But like many people that want to get started with this, I was at, you know, I had limited experience. I was really lucky. I was playing the market. I didn't have a system for finding properties or renovating. I had no money. I was $14 million in debt and I had a credit score like sub 500. So how in the hell was I going to get into this real estate investing? I knew the what real estate investing. I knew the why because I had no choice, but I didn't know the how. And that's an important thing that I want the listeners to, to hear. You don't really have to know the how. If you have the what and the why, the how eventually will come. And the what and the why needs to be strong enough. So once I realized what I wanted to do, and that was July 4th, 2009, I went to work on myself. I said, right, I have to figure out how to do this business with no money. And I started researching and Googling and trying to figure shit out. And I said, all right, I, everybody was getting out of the real estate business when I was jumping in because it was the foreclosure crisis. Right. So I looked, how could I make money in the foreclosure crisis? And the first thing that popped in my head was short sales. I owned a mortgage bank, so I understood the process. I owned a title company, so I understood how to cut through title issues. So I went full-fledged in the short sales back in 2009 hmm. and REOs. And from there, the deals just started happening. It was slow roll in the beginning. But I just, I focused so intently on first making a deal happen so I could pay for my, my house and pay for food. And then it was, how do I turn this into a business? So my podcast, Unstoppable REI Wealth, I teach people how to start growing and then eventually scale their real estate business. Whether you have no money or you're starting off with cash in the bank, it doesn't really matter. Experience, no experience. This whole process that you're going through in any business, you start you grow and eventually you scale. And so, you know, I'm sure you're going to ask me a ton of questions, but that's basically how I got into the business. And today, you know, we're doing between New York and New Jersey, we're pulling in last month, we pulled in 22 contracts. This month we have, I think only six so far in the pipeline that we got for, for April. We'll probably end up with about 12 at the end of the month. Um, but it's just, it's been a blessing to get into this and, and more so now because I have a team, I have a business, that actually does this for me. I no longer have to go out. I still do because I'm training my girlfriend out here in New Jersey, but I no longer have to go and do these deals and find the properties and talk to the sellers. Like it's a cranking cash out every single month because it's a design business that's serving me 
where when I had my mortgage company years back, I was working you know 18 hours a day. I was literally a slave to my business. I loved it, made a ton of money, but I had no life. I had no work-life right. balance. Wow. You know, I, I wish I had met you back when I was, uh, or you were around when I was when I was 21 getting started myself because, you know, one of the great things my dad did tell me, you know, when I was younger, he's like, when you're old enough, you know, even if you're in college, don't, when you move out of the house, don't rent. Go out and find a two-family, buy a two-family, rent it out and have it pay for and then buy real estate. And that's that's the one thing I took and I did that, you know, but... And from there, that was fun. The, the first couple of years of owning my two family, you know, I filled it with all my friends. I would rent to them. We would have parties. We would, you know, we had a great time. And so I was, I was living free. You know, I had tons of cash flow coming in. I went and leased a brand new truck. And, you know, I, I, was, I, was, I was, what, 21 in college and I was making Smart. more money than, than everybody. But, um, you know, it was the next couple of properties that really I had no idea what I was doing. And so I just really just, I said, hey, I bought one house. Why can't I buy another? So I just went and back then they were giving out loans like candy. So, uh, yeah. So I just, you know, I found a house and I didn't learn until later on that, you know, the money is made when you're purchasing the house, not when you're selling it. So, you know, say that again, because that is key to making money in real estate. The money is on the buy, not on the sell. Exactly. And so, you know, my, my next house was not a moneymaker, you know, um, I wound up uh, moving into it and living in it in order to, to make it somewhat feasible. But, um, you know, I learned the hard way and, and it was, it was tough. And, you know, I think I probably still would have been in it if the market didn't do what it did because I was over leveraged. Uh, so having somebody like you to to show people who want to get into this is, is really awesome because you've gone through the ups and downs and you've created the processes and you you show people how to, and I'm excited to learn more about this too, how to use different strategies like wholesaling where you don't even need to buy a property in order to start making money in real estate investing. So, um, you know, so what are some of the, the strategies that you can share with some of the listeners of, you know, because somebody who's new to this may think, well, I need a whole bunch of money. I need a really good credit score and I need to put out down a bunch of money, 20% or more in order to buy a commercial property to either rent out or fix it up. And where am I going to get the money to put into materials and pay the workers and all this stuff? So there's a lot of questions that come into play when somebody's trying to get into real estate investing. Um, what are some, uh, uh, some strategies that you can yeah, I'm going to give you guys some, some tips and strategies. I wanted to take just a quick break from the podcast to let you in on a huge marketing secret that not too many people know about. Did you know that ADA accessibility for people with disabilities is now required by law for all business websites? Yes, that includes yours. As the ADA Comply Guy, I have ways that you can not only comply with this new regulation and protect your business from lawsuits, but also get up to $5,000 a year in subsidy from the federal government to pay for all of your marketing if you implement this into your website. If you want to know how you can do this for your business, you can get more information at adacomplyguy.com slash secret. Again, that's adacomplyguy.com slash secret. All right, let's get back to the podcast. That's for sure. So let's, let's look at First off, like the different ways in which you can buy and sell property. So the, yeah. the easiest way, the easiest um, entry, entry level is wholesaling properties. There's really, to a wholesaler property, that simply means you're going to be a property finder. You're going to go out and through your network, through cold calling, vacant houses, through 
uh, direct mail that you're going to be putting out, you're going to get a an off-market seller to raise their hand and say, hey, I'm interested in selling my property. Now, you have to understand the process and how to interview them and talk to them and, and figure out what exactly they're looking for and how to figure out the after repair value. Easy stuff. This is not rocket science. I mean, yeah. I have no education. If I could do this, anybody out there could do this, right? I mean, it's not rocket science. But the, what I love about about the wholesaling business getting into and we have wholesale we have a rental portfolio we renovate but wholesale the barrier to entry is so low because you don't need a lot of money i mean with a few hundred dollars you can literally go out there tie up a property and get it in the contract and the whole key with with wholesaling is just buying property at a low enough number where you can then contact somebody like myself who fixes and flips and show me the deal and i'll pay you five ten or fifteen or whatever the number is dollars for that contract i'll take your position now i'll take the property renovate it and sell it you have very little risk the only risk you're going to have is your down payment money and in some cases when i first started i had no money like zero i was broke i was putting down i remember one deal i put down it was ten dollars and a six pack of schlitz that i gave the guy beer and i you know i took i wish i would have had the picture i took the picture and it was hysterical. I had another one. I put down a dollar on contract. That deal ended up, there was so many judgments and liens on title, I couldn't get it done. But the key point is you can't allow the fact of not having money hold you back from thinking you have to get into real estate. Now, if you're going to go out there and you want to buy a property to live in and you know you have to have decent credit, you have to have you know as low right now as 3% down with FHA, but everybody says 20% down, it's a different beast. Get away from thinking you have to have good credit a big down payment and money coming in every single month in order to buy real estate. You don't need that, especially with wholesale. Mm -hmm. Now, when you start, you start building your business and you want to get into the larger deals where you're going to actually take the properties down and you want to renovate these properties and turn around and make the bigger profits. How do you do that? If you have no credit, if you have very little income showing on the books and you have no experience and no money, how do you do it? Well, I'll tell you how you do it because this is what I did. I joint ventured with other people who either had the money, mm -hmm. who had the experience, or both. And what I did is I brought the deal in. You have to bring in value, right? right? You have to bring something of value. So in that type of deal, value is a deal that everybody can make money on. So think about this. If I have no credit, I have no money to put down, no money to renovate it, I have nothing except a deal. And if this deal is going to yield $100,000 in profit, do you think I can go out and find somebody who has money who says to me, who I could say to them, hey, I got a property. We're going to buy it for $150. We're going to put in $75. We're going to sell this thing for $350. And at the end of the day, after overhead and, and buying costs and selling costs and, and, and rehab costs, we're going to net $90,000. If you put up the money, I have the deal. I'll do the work in the property. Would you split that with me 50-50? Most people are going to say yes. When I got started, because I had shit credit, I was giving up 80% of the profit just to get myself going. Wow. And I gave up the 80% because I didn't have the experience on flipping. I wasn't mm -hmm. a rehabber. And I said, all right, if I have somebody else, if I find the deal and somebody's going to put the money up, I'll give up a majority of that profit to learn. Yeah. And guess what? I only had to do that a couple of times. And I went from 80-20 to 70-30 to 60-40 to 50-50. And then eventually, I didn't have to have partners I would just borrow money at 10% interest or 12% interest, and I was keeping the lion's share for myself. Nice. So that's that's really an education in itself. Like instead of going out and paying for an education, you're actually getting an education that's going to pay you multiple, multiple times on you know, you know, what 
some other education you might be able to go out there and, and get. So that's that's sure. awesome. So yeah, for sure. So, so one of one of the other things, Stone, is that yeah. I have people call me from all over the country. Now that I got this podcast going, it's like your name gets out there, people start hitting you. Right. And you know, one of the things that they that guys are like, look, I'm afraid to get into this into the flipping side because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I have money and I have cash that I could put down, but I don't know if I'm making the right decision. How do I analyze the deal? How do I go about make sure this deal is going to make me money? How do I know the rehab costs the right way? Mm -hmm. All the what ifs are in their head. And so for those guys, don't let that hold you back. Go out with somebody who's experienced and partner with them. Again, if you have a deal and you have money and you have somebody that has the experience and the knowledge in 20 years of doing this, that they have a proven system, partner up with those people. Yeah. Give them 50% of the property so you know you're not going to lose money. It's a no-brainer. But certain people, Tone, they get like they want it all for themselves. They don't want to give anything up. And you got to, 10 years is going to go by, 20 years is going to go by, and those freaking people are going to be exactly in the same position than yeah. they were 20 years ago. They're not going to grow and go forward. You have to give in order to get. There's Absolutely. no like, free ride for anything. You have to give to get. You have to give a deal. You have to give money. You have to give something right. in exchange for getting a deal done. That's that's absolutely right. So, uh, someone in your position, as you're, you know, I see you growing your business at a rapid pace. You know, just listening to your podcast and watching you on Facebook and everything that you're doing. So, how are you able to work with um, investors or JV partners or other wholesalers across the country if you're located in the Jersey area? It, do you, you don't physically aren't physically on site? How? The, just to you know, in my, it's a question for myself, but also for people listening. Like, if say, hey, I want to, you know see if I can work with Billy, you know, yep. how would I do it? And I'm out here in Florida or some other market. Good question. So wholesale is the absolute easiest because you, by the way, everything is easy. You just have to have a computer or a cell phone internet connection and you can find out anything about any property. Nice. Comparables are comparables. If you know how to run comps, the value of the property, you can do it in this city. You could do it in California, Florida, Hawaii. It doesn't matter. You just have to have the process, the mm -hmm. system, for running comparable. So coming up with the ARV, easy. Coming up with what you should buy it for, easy. If I seen pictures of a property, if somebody in North Carolina, let's say Tony, found a deal and he wanted to renovate it, I would say, Tony, let me see all the pictures on Dropbox. We look at the pictures on Dropbox. I can get an idea of what it's gonna cost to renovate just based on the pictures because I've been down this road 150 times over. Okay. This is what the rehab cost is gonna be, Tony. All right, this is what the ARV is, the answer repair value. If we're gonna make it's going to run us 50,000 to renovate it. If we're going to want to make 50,000 on the bottom line, this is the maximum allowable offer that you can pay X dollars. Mm -hmm. So you go into your seller. I always train my guys. You don't go in with the number that you want to buy it for. You always go in at a discount below because you have to negotiate. And in some people, you have to make them think they won. <laughs> they want to know what they want. So if you go in for you know hundred thousand dollars on the, on the buy, and they sell it to you for 100, they might get a little pissy because like, shit, I could have got maybe 110 out of this guy. So you always want to go in a little bit lower, have them negotiate you up, depending on the person's personality. But right. you could, I could, anybody who's experienced could do this virtually from anywhere, but you are going to need boots on the ground, somebody in that area. So if it's you and you're in North Carolina and we're doing a joint venture, you're going to be my eyes and ears on the ground. I'm going to explain to you, okay, these are the contractors we need. And if I was doing this, Virtually, I wouldn't sub out the whole job. I would hire a contractor, mm -hmm. one guy who's going to run the job for you. It's almost like having a project manager. It's going to cost you a little bit more to do that. 
When I do it, I sub everything out because I'm acting as my own contractor. When you're right. first starting, it's a little bit easier and a little bit smarter to say, you know what, I'm going to hire one guy, help me run the job. We come up with a, a predetermined number. We right. get everything in writing because we have a, we have critical documents when we're going to hire these subs of the contractors so you don't get screwed. And you just put everything in writing, and then you have a process flow and a system that you just follow. So if it's wholesaling, if it's renovating, if it's buying and holding, a computer, a cell phone, some pitches, I mean, you're off the, you're off running. You don't really need anything else. Wow. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I really wish I uh, I had someone like you to mentor me when I got into it because you know I, I remember one job we uh, my wife and I was it was one we bought under my wife's name and we bought this old house that hadn't been lived in for ages and so we bought it to renovate it and sell it and uh, my contractor backed out on me so I wound up doing ninety percent of the work physically oh. myself and I was like okay I'm gonna save a ton of money by doing it myself and not paying somebody else. But what happened was it took me three times as long, yeah. broke my back doing it, and cost yeah. me you know, three times in, in carrying costs. So, yeah. so I lost out. You know? So those are the hard lessons that you, know, you don't have to learn the hard way anymore. You know, if, if you team up with somebody like yourself who you know, has these systems in place, because you know, like calculating you know, the, the values of you know, what it's going to cost to renovate and, and all those numbers, you know, somebody might be really intimidated and go like, I don't know how to do that. Where am I going to learn how to do that? So listen, it is intimidating. If you don't know, you don't know. It's nerve wracking. I remember yeah. spending <laughs> when I first got started, I didn't know how to run comparables. And I remember sitting in front of the computer for like six hours trying to figure out what this property is worth. This was years ago. And I'm like, there's got to be an easier way. And you know what? There is this systems and procedures and little shortcuts that you can le learn and leverage. Like now, I have an army of guys in my office in New York. I live in New Jersey. And we can run comps within 10 minutes. We'll know within a few percentage points of what this house is going to trade for. Now, there's always that sometimes that one that is in a weird area and you're like, shit, I don't, I'm not 100% sure. And mm -hmm. when that happens, and it does, we have like a little committee that we put together. That deal will come to the committee desk and then four brains will look at that over Zoom for 10 minutes and we'll together come up with the best value we think based on the information we have. So like a lot of guys that I'm getting involved with now that want to do joint ventures and want to do all this other crap, they'll come to me as a point of reference. We'll talk. And then I kind of like move them over to my system, my team, mm -hmm. and my team then actually takes the whole deal and runs it through. So I'm only like overseeing the end result. I'm not involved with the day to day because it's, I don't have to anymore. Right. My company, my business, my team, my guy, Justin, Haiti, Belinda, all, my whole team, my girl, Nicole, everybody, is just on the team. Everybody has a role. And depending on where you're located, what kind of deal it is, you just get involved in a whole system. And like I have guys now that are sending in, they don't even know what the hell they're doing. They're just sending in leads through our lead app. Those leads are going to my telemarketing department. My telemarketing department's getting these people on the phone. We're locking the deal in. And then these guys, like they're bird dogs. They'll make $1,500, $2,500, $3,000 just for giving us an address. And some of these guys, you know, they live in Michigan. It's like, that's as much money as they're making in a month. So wow. it's like life changing for some of these people, you know, that is awesome. That is a great way to get started because, you know, you start small and then you just keep investing in, like you said, you can get into some of the bigger deals. You put some more yeah. money into it and, and you just grow it from there. So this is a, a great opportunity. Now, one of the questions that I had in the beginning, and I'm, I'm sure some people who are serious about getting into real estate investing, you know, they wonder, do they need a real estate license? And 
you know, isn't an advantage to have your real estate license, you know, cause some people are like, I don't want to study for, uh, you know, real estate license, but is there a plus minus, you know, that's great, one of the questions. Question. Ahead. So the first thing you have to realize is that you do not need to be a realtor. At all. I'm not a realtor. I've been doing this full time for the last 14 years, never got my license, went through the whole test. I think I went through when I was like 20 years old, did never took the state test. I'm like, it's not needed. So first off, don't need a real estate license at all. Is it a plus? What are the advantages? So the biggest advantage is that if you have your real estate license, you'll be able to get access to the multiple listing service, MLS. That by far is the absolute best way to run comparables because they have all the data mm -hmm. in your area. You can run certain reports and figure things out quick. So that's really the biggest benefit. Now, if you don't want to go get your license and you're like, and well, the other benefit is this, if you're doing marketing the way we do marketing, you're going to come across out of every hundred phone calls that you get, 35 of those deals, those leads that are coming in, they're not going to be somebody that you're going to want to buy because it's a retail seller. They can sell anywhere. If you have your license, you could list that property and you can make yourself a commission. So there is a plus doing it that way. But mm -hmm. a lot of guys and girls that get into this T, they don't want to do it to become a real. Right, so what right. I do is I just create relationships with people. I bring in the leads. My team looks at the properties. If we're buying 10, 12, 20 properties for the month, there might be 200 applicants that came in that we're not going to buy. And what I do is I just, we just pull them out to all these different realtors and we'll make a 25 to 35% commission on the leads we're giving them for really just being a lead aggregator and generator for the, for the realtors. Wow. wow. In return, what they'll do is after we give them the leads and they give us the commission back, They'll actually, if they find the property off market where the seller wants to sell and it's a cash deal for an investor, who are you going to call first? The guy who's giving them the leads. So it's yeah. like a win-win. It's a trade-off. So to answer your question, you don't need your real estate license at all. Is it a plus? Absolutely to have access, but you don't need it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, the barriers to entry just, um, you know, there really aren't a lot. You know, you put a little sweat equity, you know, or or you know, just learning a few processes and procedures in place and you can really, you know, start from next to nothing, you know. So this is one of the things that, you know, I want to try to get back into it and maybe find a, a small flip or whatever that we can get our hands dirty because I want to start showing my son. And this is one of the other reasons why I want to do this is, you know, I have a 15-year-old son and I have a 10-year-old son as well. And they both, you know, knew when I, you know, about when I used to work in, in have investments and work in, in building houses and, and things like that. So, you know, they always wanted to learn how to do certain things. So, you know, one of the things that I wanted to do is find a small flip, get involved a little bit into it with a contractor, but have the boys help me out and give them more hands-on because they're interested in learning how to grow their own business and they don't know what they want to do yet. You know, and just to give them different opportunities is, is one of the things that I really want to be able to show them and say, hey, you know, try this out, try this out. You know, do you want to, you know, and my older son, he loves basketball, but he may not want to go to college, but you know, he wants to figure out what he wants to do in life and just have, giving them the opportunities that I gave myself when I was younger is one of the things that I think is, is great for young people and, you know, real estate investing. If you're, you know, if you like to be a plumber or you want to be a carpenter or, you know, maybe you just want to be a general contractor. I think this is one of the things that, you know, younger people can get into as well with a very low barrier to entry. So I think that would be one of the best gifts you give your kids, man. If you're training them at this age on how to do this, man, that's a gift that I have to, I mean, Real estate by far, it's the number one way to become wealthy. You know, flipping houses, great business. You're not going to get wealthy flipping. Huge paychecks, 60, 100, 150, $200,000 paychecks. 
but it's what you do with that money that's mm -hmm. going to determine the level of your success and the level of your wealth. Yeah. It's putting that money to work so you no longer have to, right? I mean, that's the key. Flipping is sexy. All the shows are out there. You don't see a show out there about a landlord who has 400 properties or 1,000 right. properties. Exactly. You don't see a show. It's not sexy. It's not fun. It doesn't sell the tickets. What sells is chaos, find the properties, you know, firing your contractors, having all these issues. But the real wealth to your listeners is not made on wholesaling. It's not made on fixing and flipping. The real wealth comes from taking that money and putting it to work, which leads me. There's a lot of wealthy people. There's a lot of business people that are out there that want to get into real estate investing. Mm -hmm. But because they have their own career, because they have their own businesses, they're working 12, 16, 18 hour days, doctors, attorneys, accountants, dentists, small business owners that are out there doing the hustle 12, 15 hours a day. They have disposable income. They have money right. to invest, but they don't have the time to do it. And to do this, they're not going to wholesale because that's their business people. They're not right. going to want to find the property and manage the renovation. What I found with that group, that's that group of people, is they want to take their money and hand it over to a guy like myself, somebody who does what we do, and says, listen, I'm going to be happy making 6, 8, 10, 12% interest on my money, put my money to work, put it onto a deal that you have. We call it an alternative asset class, which is basically instead of them investing in stocks or bonds or mutual funds, mm -hmm. they take their money and they invest it in mortgage notes. It's backed by a mortgage and a note and the property, so they really can't lose. They put their money to work. They sit back and all they do is collect on the first of the month. Every single month they collect. If it's a rental, they collect every month. If it's a fix and flip, they collect interest at the end when the property flips. And that program has helped out. In the last two and a half months, we raised four and a half million dollars with that from people, attorneys, small business owners, dentists, that they have money. They want to put their money to work. They're sick and tired of the ups and downs with the stock market. Mm -hmm. You know, right now the stocks are great. All of a sudden something happens, stocks plummet. Oh, people yeah. freak out. If they're not making any money in bonds, what are they making? A quarter percent a year? Two percent a year? It's nothing. Right. Money market accounts making nothing. So if they can earn a consistent six, eight, ten, twelve percent, depending on the program they go into, they put their money with somebody like me that has mortgages, has assets that they can put their money into, and they're trading these deals. It's a no-brainer. You know, yeah. they're earning consistent revenue. It's backed by real estate. They don't have the ups and downs. It's consistent. And the biggest thing is there's no fees, there's no cost, there's no BS, and it's secured with a hard asset real estate. That's, that's awesome. what I, yeah, that's what I found. And that's if they, if your listeners want to go to lowriskmaxreturns.com, there's a six-part video series on there. There's a 52-page um, book that we put together, a white paper that explains this whole process. The website's a little funky. It's not 100% done yet, but I don't care. I'm just pushing it out. I want to get yeah. people to do it because there's really good information with the videos and with the, with the white paper. It's a really good way. If they have cash, they want to put it to work, it's a no-brainer. And they can do this in any state. It's 100% legal, but in the white paper, I explained to them what they need to do to protect themselves because there's okay. a lot of guys out there that will take your money and not do the right thing. So you want to make right. sure you have, you want to make sure you have homeowners insurance in the property. You want to make sure you have title insurance. You want to make sure you have a mortgage and a note, and the mortgage gets recorded against the property that secures your interest in that deal. If you right. just give somebody 100 grand and 200,000, and you don't, they sign a a note, but there's no mortgage, they can walk out the back door with your cash and you're gone. So all these little wow. things you can get yourself hurt with, mm -hmm. close in this white paper, it's lowriskmaxreturns.com. There's no cost, no obligation, no nothing. I'm not trying to sell, I'm trying to educate. Right. Am I raising money? Absolutely. But the intent with this is really just to educate your audience. 
Absolutely. And and again, that's another strategy for people who, you know, want to get into real estate investing, but like you said, don't have the time, but they have the, the extra cash. So yeah. you know, if you have no cash and a lot of time, then there's a way to get in. If you have a lot of cash and no time, there's a way to get in. And if you're right in the middle and you want to get your hands dirty, there's also a way to get in. So, you know, there's, it's really a great um, opportunity and real estate investing to me, you know, my whole life as, you know, as long as I've known about it has always been a great opportunity. You know, even in the down markets, the down markets, it's kind of like buying stocks. You buy low, you sell high. And that, that, that leads me to another question, you know, going through what, we did back in you know 2008 for you 2010 for me and watching you know the market kind of crash there's been a lot of speculation now about you know interest rates being really low the prices of houses i know my house over the past six years has appreciated almost 25 percent. it's incredible you know what in just just in the past year and a half how much has gone up and so the markets are increasing at a steady rate you know being in this as long as you have and you've seen that do you feel that it's riskier for somebody to get involved now knowing or thinking or, or um, you know, predicting that the market could do this, something similar? So great question. And so the real wealth, Tony, is made when markets crash, right? Yeah. So you can't be afraid of them. I'm looking forward to when the market crashes. I really am. And I'll tell you why, because there is going to be so much wealth that's created when the market goes down, because just like in 2009, when I got in, everybody was running the opposite way. Yeah. Everybody was running out of the market and I'm running into the fire because I had a strategy and a plan. So first thing I would say is don't be afraid of the market crashing. But I would say if you're going to get into this business, especially now and you know, right now, if you go into an Uber driver's car, they're going to be telling you how great the real estate market is and that they just flipped the property, made money. When that happens, your antennas have to go up. You have to be a little concerned which means you just need to be smarter with the way you invest and buy. What does that mean? It means that you want to adhere to strict underwriting guidelines when you're, when you're underwriting your property. So a lot of guys get themselves in trouble today or when the market's about to crash because they bet on the come. So they're looking at the, at the market and they say, wow, the market's increasing. You just said, you know, last year and a half, my property value here in New York, New Jersey, property values are going through the roof. My God, let six months ago, this property is worth 400. I, the same house you sold for 440. So what do investors do? They automatically start justifying the price increase and they do their analysis, not based on what the conditions are, but they're basing it on what they think the conditions are going to be. And they always go higher. Yeah. And then they go in and they analyze these properties and like, you know what? Maybe it's, I could try to like decrease the rehab cost. I could save $20,000. So they're decreasing what it's really going to cost to renovate. They're overestimating what they think the property is going to sell for. And when the market shifts and it's going to, they're left holding the bag and they're going to be 50, 60, $100,000 upside down. So if you adhere to strict underwriting guidelines and you're consistent and you don't waver and you don't try to have that greed gland bring you into a deal that's not going to be good, you'll be 100% fine. If you buy the right way, even when the market drops, like when, when we invest, our investors, and I wrote this in the, in the ebook, in the white paper, our investors are never going to have more. They're always going to have a 25% equity cushion in that deal. So if we buy a property for hundred grand, the I'm sorry, if we buy a property, the value is a hundred thousand, our investors are never going to have more than $75,000 combined in that one deal. So if the market tanks and it tanks by 25%, they're a hundred percent in the good. I might lose a little bit of money as the, as the guy who's doing a deal, but who cares mm -hmm. because it's the business I'm in, but the investors 
I'm going to be 100% safe. So just adhere to good guidelines, on the running guidelines, you'll be you'll be fine. That's awesome. I I love you know I'm a process and procedure guy you know and I always have when I started my own IT company years ago and you know to have those in place is just golden you know and to get to know you and what you're doing with your business and how you have everything so streamlined you know it really um, is is reassuring to know that if somebody wants to get into to real estate investing to find somebody like yourself or you know make sure they they contact you because this is really to have the right mentor to show you the right way to do it is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars in mistakes you know it, it, it really is so it's worth its weight in gold i mean just look what we did with the podcast yeah you know we hired two of the best guys out there and they went through their course because they had a proven system for doing this mm-hmm at the end of it, we launched, we crushed it. You know, the podcast is going. And it's like, if I had to try to figure that shit out on my own, I oh. probably never would have started. Or I would have started and would have failed miserably. Right. So you have to pay to play. You have to give to get. So we, I gave them, you gave them an investment, which, by the way, I think it was a little bit too cheap. Um, <laughs> I think they should have increased it. But we gave them an investment. And in return, they gave us years of knowledge that they condensed down and they saved us time, energy, and money yeah. to where we were able to launch. It's the same thing investing in real estate. If you're going to get started, whether it's with me, with somebody else, get a mentor. But you have to remember, you have to give to get. You can't suck somebody's brain knowledge and right. suck their time over the phone. and not. Ex- you have to give if you want to get. Like I have people all day email me, text me, call me. Hey, can I pick your brain? Can I do this? I wish I had all the time in the world. That's why I started the podcast so I could just give the value. Right. I don't have freaking time to sit back and answer a hundred emails on. Do you think this is a good deal? Well, are you in contract? No, but I'm just kind of looking. You know, how do I run an ARV? I don't have time for that. You have to give to get. Right. So I don't know if I answered your question because I went on a little tangent. No, no, that's that's it was awesome. But um, so if somebody wanted to start out and they they had they were totally you know, new to this, how would they, wh- what would they do to give in order to get involved in working with you? You know, what, what could they do with their first steps? Yeah. So if I, we have my website, billyalvaro.com. I have a few different forms on there you could fill out. If you want to start learning about real estate, first and foremost, go to my podcast, yeah. you know, Unstoppable REI Wealth, because just, I give so much. My guests give so much. It's really, it's not just banter back and forth talk. Like I always want to try to pull out a tool, a tip, a trick, a strategy, one or two or three, and just get it out of them and then give the guys, the listeners, some action steps they can take. Give them some tools they can leverage. So that's the first thing. Listen to podcasts. Mine, uh, there's a lot of really great guys out there that I'm friends with that have podcasts. Listen to them. The next thing you have to do is you have to learn how to be a deal saucer. The biggest thing in this business is if you, you're never going to get a, you're never going to make any money if you don't get a deal. You're never going to get a deal if you don't learn how to market. So you have to learn how to become a marketer. Like in every business I've ever been in, people are like, how did you grow it? How did you do this? Well, I'm, I'm always in the marketing business first, and I'm just marketing the services of the business that I happen to be in, whether it was mortgages or title, now real estate investing. So you have to get good at and understand and learn how to either get your phone to ring with leads, or you have to get really good if you have no money on how to network and how to drive in deals with no money. So when I first started, I got into this and I told you I was broke. I was $14 million in debt. And I said, how, what is the lowest hanging fruit that I could find that I can get deals on? And I started just thinking, what, who 
can I go after? And I, the internet was not as big as it is right now. This was back, you know, years ago, 2009. The Google really was just like it was there, but not really there. They didn't have all these tools, and it hit me. I was driving, and I'm like, holy shit, that's a vacant house. Now, what better type of deal do you want to go after other than a house that's vacant? The people are already vacated. Maybe they passed away. There's some, you know there's an issue with the property. They're going to be open to hearing an offer. So when I started, I would literally drive for dollars. I would find vacant houses, and then I would go home and try to figure out how to skip trace these people, not like we have today. If you go to billysecrets.com, I have a link on there for Deal Machine. It's find, Billy's, find vacant houses. You can literally take a picture of a house. It will pop up on your phone. It will tell you who owns it, their telephone number. You hit another button, it automatically starts to market to these people. It sends them out postcards. Like, it's incredible. I wish it had that. Oh, my God. Wow. Go there, go down, look for uh, vacant houses, and click on that link. I think they give you either 20 or 30% off your first month or half price. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's a system that works. So if you're getting into this, Utilize that system, find yeah. a vacant house, find houses that have blue tarps on, high grass in the front yard, 15 different cars. You know it's either a hoarder or there's a, a bad situation going on. Knock on their door. If they're vacant, pick up the phone, call them. When you get a lead, that's when you get somebody involved. When you have a value, that's re you're going to have to learn. So there's books, there's tapes, there's seminars, there's DVDs you can listen to this this YouTube University. You got to start investing in you, and mm -hmm. once you're investing in you, regardless of how much knowledge you get, you're always going to be afraid to pull the trigger. This is just human nature. The mind always controls everything that goes on. You're going to have to like break through it. If you can't, hook up with somebody like me. Yeah, get them involved with the property, with the deal. Have them walk you through it. And if you have to give up a percentage, who cares? You're going to pay one way or another. Yeah. You told me you lost money on a deal because you didn't have the right mentorship exactly. on going into it. Yes. I pay. You know, people get crazy when they, they think I have to pay this guy. This deal made 50 grand. I'm paying this guy, you know, $35,000 of it. Yeah. Because guess what? You'd make nothing if you didn't get the guy involved. Exactly. Like, I mean, like learn. And you're, le you're learning and earning at the same time. It's a yeah. no brainer. So, one, one question that came up to came up when you were talking is like, so somebody that doesn't know, you know, where to get started, you know, they could drive around looking for vacant houses, but what if they wanted to go to the internet? They can't just go to their local like realtor.com or something like that because I'm guessing those types of listings wouldn't be good deals. You know, are Correct. there- are So there you're saying go to the internet to try to find deals? Yeah, is there, can they do that? Is what is- So, so in this market, right? So the market, it, it has the ups and downs. So right now, trying to go online to realtor.com or even go onto the MLS, because there's no inventory, a very limited inventory, you're not really going to be able to get a great deal that an investor is going to be able to buy and make money on. Now, there's investors that are buying off the MLS right now in certain areas, but the margins are so skinny. Mm -hmm. These guys really have to know what they're doing. Well, sometimes they don't know what they're doing. They end up losing money. Right. So in this market, online deals are no good. Now, when the market changes tone, the market drops and that foreclosure becomes imminent and the market goes upside down, at that time, that's when you want to go to, you're going to want to go back online to the MLS. You're going to want to go to the to the auction services because there's going to be so many deals you can choose from. Right, right. Be, they're going to be playful. You can pick off and cherry pick good deals that you can take down, fix and flip, and then make some profit. Now, in this market right now, what you want to do is you if you want to look for deals, you have to get a list service, a listing service, or not a listing, a list service that's going to identify properties that either have problems 
or properties that have high equity. So what we do, and this is start, grow, and scale. At the scale level, we're, we're getting lists from divorce. We're getting lists from foreclosures. We're getting lists from probates. It's called micro niche lists. Mm-hmm. So the, the smaller the list, there's not going to be a ton of names, but the more issues they have with themselves with the property, the higher probability they're going to have to sell that property at a discount. Now, what you can do is you can take all these different lists that you're buying. One list might cost you $50. One list might cost you $100. One list might cost you $300. Some of the lists you might have to actually go down to the courts and pull yourself. What you should do is take those lists, and there's list stacking services that are out there. If you go to billysecrets.com, bunch of them are on my website. Mm-hmm. You can take all these names, put them into this list stacking service. And what this is going to do is it's going to show you how many of the 2,000 names you put in, how many of them have, you know, multiple, I call them uh, issues, multiple issues with the property. So, you might have one. You might have fifteen properties that have four different issues with it: probate, tax lien, violation, divorce. So if you have four issues or more, that's your super hot list that you want to go after. Right. I would take that list. I would skip trace it. I would call them. I would telemarket them. I would knock on their door. I would send them text. I would send them emails. I would do it. I would send them direct mail to the house. I would hit them in a full frontal because you might only have. 15, 20, 30, 40 properties, but you know because they have multiple layers of issues attached right. to the property that they have a high probability of selling and selling for a discount. Right. right. Remember, we're not in the business to just buy property. You said it earlier in the, in the conversation. You make money when you buy. Right. You don't make money when you sell. So when you're going in and you're looking to buy these properties in the beginning, you have to buy the discount in order to earn your return, earn your money. And so think about this. If somebody has four, five, six different issues attached to them and the property, do you think they have, they're going to be open to the idea of selling when you call them? Do you think they're going to respond when you send them a piece of mail? Of course they are. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, it's sick. It really is. And so, you know, it, it's, it's really a lot of the, the, the grunt work or the, the footwork is up front. You know, once you find these properties, once you've done all the due diligence and you find these properties, that's really where, you know, the easy part comes in and you just, you know, follow the procedures and processes. And then, you know, that's where, that's where the money is made. Marketing and driving in the business is the lifeblood of any business. Without a lead, there is no sale. That's right. You have to learn how to generate leads. That's really the secret to this business. The secret is not learning how to do an after repair value. The secret is not learning on how to fix a property. The secret the, shh, the real secret is to learn on how to freaking market and get your phone ringing with highly qualified people who want to sell their property and sell it for a discount for cash. That's the secret to making money in this business and really in any business. It's lead generated. And that's that's what um, my friends, um, the biz bros would call a golden boulder instead of a golden nugget. They call it a golden boulder because it's just so huge. Yeah, so it, it's like in this market in in real estate investing and you know anything that you're doing, you know online marketing or digital marketing is really these days is is really key, um, you know a key component to making sure that you're getting out there and, and you know growing your business and getting those those qualified leads. So lead gen is all about it. And then you yeah. you know when you first start lead gen is the start phase. And then when you go to the grow phase, you want to start to systematize it. So you want to have multiple different mail campaigns and multiple different mechanisms that are going out. Then once you get to the scale phase, that's when you really have to have your, your back-end follow-up systems. Because in lead generating, you might only close, you know, five or six percent in the beginning phases when you generate that lead. The people who really make their money, Tone, 
are those people who have a back-end follow-up system where they're spending all their money to generate all these leads. Then they have a process, a whole follow-up process in the back-end yeah. that gets these people. They're texting them. They're emailing. They're phone calling. They have virtual assistants that are doing this. They're sending direct mail. So you, you might start off with a list of 10,000 names. You might get 300 people that respond from those 10,000 names. And then those 300 people, you might only close four or five. The rest have to go into another bucket, your follow-up bucket. That's what the money's made in the follow-up. Exactly. Money's made in lead gen, but the money's really made in the follow-up. We have deals that we're closing this month, last month, the month before, where that lead was generated two years ago. Yeah. The phone rang two years ago. We didn't close it for two years later, two and a half years later, 18 months later. And these are 60, 80, 100, $120,000 tickets that we're making money down south that you're going to be putting in your pocket where if we didn't have a follow-up system, we would have generated and it just kind of would have sat in the abyss yeah. and it never would have been cold again. And that's, that's when you really start to learn how to scale your business, to have your business make you money when you sleep. That, that's actually, it's, it's interesting that this whole conversation came back to that is because, you know, last year I will end of 2019 is when I really started learning more about digital marketing and getting into it. Cause when I had my businesses, a lot of it, you know, it was, you know, a business to business service business. And so I was out there working with customers one-on-one and, and doing that. But with digital marketing, it was a whole new world to me because now it was all virtual. And then when COVID hit, everybody went online. And so yep. I learned a lot about lead gen and follow and, and you know, d- marketing to people. And then the big takeaway of, of 2020 um, was follow-up, you know, because you can lead gen all you want, but if you're not following back up with the people that you're building the relationships with, then it's going to go nowhere. You know, there's no reason to create that initial relationship, which is probably the hardest part of connecting with somebody is the initial breaking of the ice and and making that connection. So following up with them and nurturing that relationship is really where it's key. And, you know, the the funding is in the follow-up is what I like to say. Yeah. Yeah. We have a process called, and I got this from my friend Todd Tobek, it's no lead left behind. Yeah. And literally, like, no lead in our office gets left behind. When it gets generated, it goes into a, a, a CRM system, and they are being marketed to until they sell the property or until they're dead. Like, they're not coming <laughs> off our list. Like, they're on the list for a reason. And we're going to hit them until, you know, they put a gun in their head and say, stop calling me. And we're still not going to stop calling. We're still going <laughs> to figure out another way around it, you know? But, yeah, the, 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 the follow-up is definitely – I mean, the money is definitely in the follow-up. Yeah, Absolutely. So you had mentioned BillySecrets.com. Where else can people um, find you and reach out to you? I know you have your podcast. We're going to get the the link to that, and we're going to yep. put it in the show notes. Um, yep. Where yep. else can people reach out and find you? Yeah, so the podcast, definitely Unstoppable REI Wealth. If they want to go online, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, it's Unstoppable BA, Unstoppable Billy Alvaro. Uh, my website, BillyAlvaro.com. Um, if they're interested in, in putting money in to have the money work so they no longer have to, they can go to lowriskmaxreturns.com. That's the white paper I spoke about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Secrets, if they want to get into real estate investing and they want the tools and tips and tricks, billysecrets.com. I got so tired of just answering emails and texts on what do you use for this? What list service to use? What marketing piece to use? How do you find these vacant houses? It's all on the site. It's there. Okay. Use it. Leverage it. Hope you make millions of dollars with it. It's on there. And every single week when I have a different guest on, if they have a pretty cool tool or something, I'll just have my virtual assistant. She'll add it to the list. And it's just like this whole database has been built up. So really anything you want to learn real estate within my network, you can, you can, you know, learn. And then all the guys that I'm interviewing, like 
these are studs, man. Like these are guys that are. I'm I'm doing a select group, so I'm doing because the start, grow, and scale. I'm taking people in who are just starting out because mm -hmm. I want the audience to listen to what they're going through and their challenges and how they're overcoming it, so they get this understanding. Like I can do this, and then I have the people who are in the grow phase because like showing people they just started now how do i get to the next step and then i'm bringing people on who are at that scale phase that yeah. you know a newbie might get intimidated but excited at the same time if i only had people who were scaling their businesses on a newbie would be like how do i get started like this guy has you know he's doing 200 deals a year and i just want to do one so i have this whole mix yeah. on purpose to really give everybody like a little piece of everything so depending on where they are they can get to that next level it's a really it's a cool process man yeah, it is. And I mean, like I said before, I love the podcast. It is just killer. Um, and I, I found BillySecrets.com from one of the episodes when you had mentioned it on there. And there is a ton of great information. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of take your idea and use that for my podcast and try to get a lot of the people that I interview and just links even to the show itself just to have one place for all the shows. Because that's one yeah. of the things that I, you know, I, I have a hard time, you know, the people ask me, well, what episode was that? Or, or who did you have? Or I had a question about one of your guests. Just to have one great place to have all that information is- That is awesome. dumping ground, brother. One yeah. simple area, have your VA do it and be done with it. Like I, when I first started doing this podcast, you know, I was I was recording and then I was like doing the show notes. And I'm, I, I, you know what? I am not good at anything except doing this. Stick yeah. me in front of somebody, let me talk, let me do my thing. And then I don't want to know anything afterwards. So again, it's a system. Like we have this whole podcast system. All I do now is record my personal assistant. She takes care of taking care of the clients and the downloads and all this stuff. She gives everything over to Corey, Corey and Corey, they do their whole thing and yeah. they put together the whole show notes and the videos and my, and all I have to do is this. I just yeah. talk. <laughs> talk, man. Everybody else does everything. Like I, the, the less I do, the more I make. I don't want to have to do the details and all the bullshit. I just want to do what I'm good at. I want to do what I'm good at and that's all I want to do. And I want people who are good at what they do, let them shine and let them do what they do. Yeah. I don't want to do what they, I don't want to do what Corey does. Like he has a talent for doing, I don't, I don't want that. Exactly. Him and Mr. Cool, what a great name, Ron Cool. I mean, what, what I know, Ron, they are, they are a great team. So awesome. Well, we'll definitely uh, put all those links uh, in the show notes and we're going to put it on my new page and make sure that, you know, anybody that looks at um, the entrepreneurial journey uh, page will get all the links to your page. So it's, it's all about collaborating and helping one another as entrepreneurs and, you know, just synergizing together and, and getting the word out about all the great stuff that all the entrepreneurs that are on the show do. So, uh, Billy, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. It's been uh, a great getting to know you better, and I look forward to all the great things that we can possibly do together. Likewise, brother. Thanks for having me on, man. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on the Entrepreneurial Journey podcast, and we will catch you next time on another episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Entrepreneurial Journey Podcast. Our show is sponsored by the ADA Comply Guy Accessibility Toolbar Solution for your business, website, or sales funnel. My mission is to help make the internet accessible to people of all abilities by spreading awareness that ADA compliance is now required for your digital real estate. Our solution can help you become compliant, but also allow 85 million people in the U.S. alone with different abilities to be able to use your site who otherwise couldn't. If you want more information about this for your business and to see how you can even get free money to pay for this upgrade, please visit our site at www.com. 
www.adacomplyguide.com. I look forward to having you join me and other entrepreneurs just like you again on our next episode for more valuable insights that will help you achieve your success on your entrepreneurial journey.